Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Hey, Mark. Hey. Hi, Liz. Hey. How are you? I'm great. We are recording our first podcast. We are. Are you nervous? Not at all. Do you think something's going to mess up? Like, what if we didn't yeah. push the record button? <laughs> well, they wouldn't be hearing this right now. And then we'd be safe. No one would know <laughs> yeah, we're an right. idiot. Yeah. All right. Well, all right. then, here we go. Welcome to My Grandma's Diaries. Welcome. So here we go, episode one. Yes. Mark, you had moved uh, a couple years ago, mm-hmm. and I came over to your house one day, and mm-hmm. we were looking at the things that you own, <laughs> as yes. one does when you go to someone else's house. <laughs> and you showed me the what I think is the coolest thing that anyone has ever shown me. Yeah. Tell our listener, <laughs> your mom, <laughs> <laughs> Hi, mom, what you found. On, sitting on my shelves were my grandmother's diaries. They are these beautiful leather-bound mm-hmm. books, and mm-hmm. they are what is called five-year diaries. Uh-huh. So one book is five years worth of writings. That's pretty cool. She kept them from 1931. She was 13 years old. I can't believe so, it. And she kept them for 10 and a half years into 1942. So we're talking through the Great Depression. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a pivotal point. And in so American cool history. because, like you mentioned, she starts when she's 13 years right. old. So not only is the world changing yeah. around her on the regular because the Great mm. Depression, things are up and down all the time, especially mm-hmm. we'll discover for her family. And then the World War II is coming right mm-hmm. around the corner. Mm-hmm. And she's developing as a little girl to a f- grown woman. Mm-hmm. We have so much interesting stuff to discover. I can't imagine a better time in history for her to keep these ten and a half years of Diaries. It literally goes mm-hmm. from the moment of the Great Depression begins mm-hmm. to right after World War II starts. She was alive for two world wars. For sure. An infant, of course, in World War One. Well, but, but still, I mean, still. The, the, even if it didn't affect her directly, it affected her family, which would have affected right. the way she was raised and Absolutely. what she thought about the world going on around her. And we started to TikTok about this because we decided <laughs> as soon as we found them, because we love the TikTok. 
would love it. Oh my God, we're all over it. And we decided one day, let's just open it up to the day. It was a random day in October. Right. Let's pick one of these days mm-hmm. and let's read about it. And that's the TikTok. And we were so excited and we started it. Yeah. And then the more we read it, we're like, wait a minute, is she doing a play? We do theater. Is she having a, a love relationship with somebody? Mm-hmm. Who is this guy? Where did he even come mm-hmm. from? So we thought, nope. We're going back to January 1st, 1931, and we're going to read this entire diary. And I think it's important for people to know the handwriting was really small, and Liz was able to open up the diary when we were meeting that day. Mm -hmm. These diaries hadn't been read uh, probably since they were written. I couldn't believe it. She wanted them read. I mean, I think that's clear now. She was a writer. She, you know, from that's why she wanted these diaries to keep them. And she was a storyteller, Mm -hmm. as are many people in her family. That's pretty. uh, Including me. Yes. Um, uh, yeah, us right now. Exactly, oh my God. Hundred percent. Yes. And that that's a perfect segue into the fact that your family is a million percent behind this project. Oh, absolutely. Everybody. It just is a story that needs to be told, and everybody understands that. These are time periods where Elizabeth didn't really talk about. Mm-hmm. And the reason is because, well, you will find out as the story unfolds. A hundred percent. Yes. Yeah, these these may be some dark times coming up. But light, too. I mean, eventually. Oh, no, oh, yeah. Don't, yeah. For sure. But what we want to do in the podcast, which is very different from the TikTok, mm-hmm. is in mm-hmm. the TikTok, we're reading uh, the entries. Maybe we're putting some historical context mm-hmm. to it. But what we want to do with the diary now with the, for the podcast is really delve into... All the people she's hanging out with. Yeah. I want to know what happened to those people. Right. Who were her friends? What were they doing? What was and what was going on around the town around her, or mm-hmm. who in politics? Everything. Everything. We're just we're just diving deeply into it. Mm-hmm. So in the TikTok, we started January first, nineteen thirty one. Yep. But since we have started this, Mark has actually been contacted by a distant cousin, and this cousin has a treasure. You want to tell me a little bit about that? It is just so interesting. Um. I got a, a TikTok like direct message one day from a gentleman who said, I think we're long lost cousins and you don't know me. I'm in Arkansas, but we have the same great, great grandfather, mm-hmm. Morris Hartzell. Right. And this story just centers around him a lot. So I thought, wow. He said, my aunt is the listening audience doesn't know her yet, but her name is Reva, and she plays a pivotal role in Elizabeth's childhood, or in her teen years. And she's also Elizabeth's cousin. They're first cousins. They were first cousins. Mm-hmm. Um, they even wrote letters back and forth, all this. But Reva kept a lot of stuff through the years, and she kept this Bible. It was Morris Hartzell's Bible. He's my great-great-grandfather, and just a... Just a beautiful book. Well, and beyond that, um, we're talking about Southerners. We're Southern people. This is the Midwest. And Southern Bibles are more than just the family Bible where you write your births and deaths Mm -hmm. in. You store things in Bibles. Yes. When I found my great-grandmother's and my mom's Bible, inside of it were all kinds of things. Little pressed flowers, obituaries of family members, birth announcements, cards that they had gotten from each other. And that's what this was. in this diary that your cousin found Mm -hmm. was a letter Mm -hmm. that your grandfather, Mm -hmm. Elizabeth's dad, had written to Morris Hartzell. And this predates the diary by about five years. Mm -hmm. And it paints such an interesting picture for me in the research I've done since seeing it Mm -hmm. about this family. And Mark, I want you to read the letter. Okay. And we'll learn a little bit about uh, what's going on when Louis Hartzell is writing a letter to his father. 
so he w- he wrote this letter at the Hotel Allen in Monticello or Monticello, Arkansas. December 6, 1926. Dear Dad and Mother, Received Mother's letter when I was home last Sunday and since I came here and I'm on a new job. And with Johnson and Ties of Little Rock. This, I suppose, will be our future home, but I will not move the family down till after school is out next spring. We'll go home about once a month until we can sell out and move down. This is a nice town, about the size of Searcy, and a nice place to have. And I'm getting a good salary, and we'll have a chance to make some money, and I feel that we can have our health here, as well as most any place. Also, have good schools and churches. I expect to go home about the 22nd and stay until after Christmas. You can write me here, care of the hotel. Hope all are well, with love, I am your son, Louis. Now, this is just an average, everyday letter that yes. you would write. So, w- I kept thinking, what made Morris Hartzell put this letter in the family Bible? Mm. So, this tells. So this made me really look into mm. your great-grandfather. Louis Hartzell, okay, Morris Hartzell, his father, the owner of this Bible, owned a huge farm in Arkansas. Mm-hmm. And as we will discover later, all the children seem to have gotten a parcel of this farm. Yes. And they're farming it and they're working it. Louis, on the other hand, right. takes off on his own. Correct. Now, Louis is going to have a little hardship with that because Louis decides he's going to work for the railroad. Mm-hmm. So he marries your great-grandmother, Bess, in 1910. And they go right to Oklahoma. Now, Oklahoma was having a big network of railroads put in from the Reconstruction era. From 1880 until 1920, the Oklahoma network of railroads will have grown from 200 miles to over 6,000 miles of railroad. Yeah, that's super impressive. And he's out there, and their first Uh, child, Leon, will be born in Oklahoma in 1912. I did not know a lot of this that you're imparting on us Well, here's what's interesting. They're out there, and this should be a pretty boom time for him. Right. But by 1914, they're back in Arkansas. And that's where um, their second child, Francis, Mm -hmm. is born. So what happened in Oklahoma that got him already to leave? Well, it looks like roads. Because it turns out that the roads are being built about the same time, and more people want to take a motor bus than they want to take a train. train, And maybe that's driving him back to Arkansas. Um, Yes. So what's really cool is that then World War I comes around. It's 1917. They've had Elizabeth. And World War II is starting to come yeah, we're starting to get involved in it in, 19, in about that time, and the well, federal. Do you mean World War One? Oh yeah. Okay, sorry. So in 1917, Elizabeth is born in Potosi, Missouri. Missouri, and he's still working for the railroad. But here's what happens: um, during World War One, the federal government will take over the railroads. They will mm-hmm. nationalize it because they need you know they, they need, need the it, system. and they're they're paying better than the railroad was paying previously. The government, was. the government's ma- do, paying a, a bigger salary. Oh, so then, when uh, the war is wrapping up and they don't need to nationalize the railroads anymore, mm-hmm. the wages go back down. Mm-hmm. A lot of people lose their jobs. They strike for 15 months, and this is at the heart of the time when really? Louis is probably having a real hard time finding a job. So you connected those dots. Right. 
And so huh. now, here he is in 1926. It's after the war. And writing this. Right. And he's writing this letter about, you know, he's got another job, and this should pay him a good salary. And hey, this place is just as good as any other place. I can raise my family here. They have been all over the place. Um, there's even in 1920, three years after Elizabeth is born, they're living in Spring Creek, Missouri. In 19... 19- okay. Elizabeth is born in 1917. Right. In 1920, they've already moved from Potosi. And they're living in Spring Creek, Missouri, mm -hmm, which is about 300 miles from where they had been living. But it's only about 50 miles from Bell, Missouri, which is where Elizabeth's mom is from. So maybe they were trying to move closer to family. I don't really know. But yes, he moved around quite a bit. Wow, that's interesting stuff. That's so wild. Mm -hmm. And that makes total sense. I know. It's fascinating. That's why they're moving around so much. That's Mm -hmm. why Morris is probably worried about him, why he saves this letter, why this is so important to him that his son gets settled and can take care of his family. I bet it kept him up at night. Like uh, It all happens for all of us. Mm -hmm. So now this is great. We move into Elizabeth's side of the story, which starts in 1931. Right. She's living in Monticello, Arkansas. Apparently, her dad's looking for work, but things are going okay for them, which we're going to uh, see in some of her diary entries, which we will start right now. Love it. January 5th, 1931. Went to school all day and to town with Bobby after. Sure do, Miss Daddy, who went to Little Rock yesterday afternoon. Studied tonight and read after that. January 16th, 1931. Didn't have to take my algebra exam today because Mr. Durand was gone. All right. Now, I think it's really cute Mm -hmm. how she will often shift subjects from being worried or being scared to Mm -hmm. something trivial. Like, I didn't have to take algebra today. While Dad's off looking for work, things are not going really well for her family. But my favorite thing to do is find people. So I have found Bobby Bobby from Monticello, Arkansas. Miss Bobby White was born in Monticello in 1918. She will marry a Robert Hamill in November of 1939. They had four kids, but in 1967, Mm -hmm. Robert loses control of his truck and dies from traumatic brain injuries. Oh, my. I know. So, she will continue on, but she'll meet a man named Joe Lawson, and Mm -hmm. it will be a second marriage for both of them. His wife died in 1975, Mm -hmm. and weirdly, his son had died in a car accident in 1969 so they had a lot of grief in common they had a lot of things that they could have bonded about and she dies in 2009 at the age of 90 oh she lived a long life i know with some tragedy tragedy. in it for sure but yeah so there it is little miss bobby white isn't that cool that's elizabeth's friend Mm -hmm. january 18th 1931 the good girls club founded by francis Wee rowell This club is to make clothes for the poor during these unfortunate times. What a name, the Good Girls Club. Well, I think what is really cool is that this diary starts and her first, one of her first entries, January 18th, is trying to help people. Right. And it's such irony Mm -hmm. because 
she's about to need something like the Good Girls Club. Right. She doesn't know this is coming. She's looking forward in life. She's like, what can I do to help? And she and her best friend, Pee Wee, what a cute little nickname. Right. I imagine this little five-footer <laughs> running around, are, are looking out to help other people, which is really cool. Mm. I also found Pee Wee. Oh, Yeah. Kiwi, who is Frances Rowell, was okay. born in Monticello in 1917. She'll end up going to the Arkansas A&M University. Mm-hmm. I guess it was a college then. Yeah. Um, and she will be the homecoming queen at the football game, Go, which Pee-wee. was actually mentioned in the newspaper for her engagement. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so they're like, oh, and she's also homecoming oh, by the queen. Way. Yeah. <laughs> In case you forgot. Right. You want to see a picture? <laughs> All right. Pete. She marries a man named Raymond Stevenson. He okay. owns a funeral home. Okay. I mean, someone has to. Right. And they will have two children, and she will die in 1991. Oh. But when I found death announcements for her, mm-hmm. they listed her as Francis, quote, Honey Stevenson. Oh. So she started off with the nickname Pee Wee and ends with the nickname Morphed. Honey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kiwi young, honey old. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Oh, honey. Oh, so honey. I, think I, I love it when you're so sweet in your life that you get two nicknames. Yes, yes. <laughs> and two sweet nicknames, Kiwi and honey. I think that's so cool. January 19th, 1931. Went to school all day. Went up to town after school. Dean had a date with Jack Bowling, and I had one with Juan Green. We went in Jack's car to the show. The show was remote control. So that's her first date. Unless she dated when she was 12 and we just don't know about it. Probably not. This is her first date and her first little crush, which I think is really cool. One. And um, she has a sister named Dean, a little sister. Right. So when I first read it, I'm like, oh, she and her sister are off on a double date. How cute. (laughs) And then I did the math and I'm like, "Uh, Dean is nine? (laughs) Why is she going on a double date? So I had to do some searching to find who these partners were on her first date. So we wouldn't think it was a Mm -hmm. (laughs) nine-year-old. But little Jack Bowling was born. Born in January of 1917 in Monticello. He is one of four. He marries in 1937. He was an army private in World War II. And he dies at the age of 41 from a fall in the bathroom where he hits his head and bleeds out. Jack! I know. And Jack never had kids of his own. Oh, no! So the bowling name might have ended with poor sweet Jack. And Jack was Dean's date. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Dean is not her nine-year-old sister, so that would have been creepy. Um, Dean is Marion Dean Smith, and she was a graduate of Arkansas State Teachers College, which Uh is now the University of Central Arkansas. She taught school for over 30 years in Hampton, Hamburg, Portland, Monticello, and Dermot, Arkansas. Mm -hmm. And she served as the Ashley County School Supervisor while her husband was in the South Pacific during World War II. Cool. I know. She dies in 2009. So she had a nice, nice. long life. Yes, as yes. Well. Yes, yes. And then, of course, we had to find the first date. Juan. But, yeah, Juan. His, actually, his name was Ossie Juan oh. Green, but everybody called him Don. And when I read that, Don I thought, Juan. exactly. And then I thought, these people can't say Juan. They had to call him Don. <laughs> like, give the boy his name. Anyway, doesn't matter. He was born in 1918. He marries a woman named Hazel Louise Johnson, and they have one child. He works as in a grocery store mm-hmm. for most of his life. Okay. And then he becomes a record-o-phone salesman in 1973. So he's selling answering machines right in 1973 but i think he dies quite suddenly because he dies um as soon as he gets this job but maybe Mm -hmm. it was very stressful Uh, in 
33 at the age of 55. Oh, okay. So if she had married her sweet little first love, yeah. Juan, he would have died in 1973. And, mm. and we haven't quite mentioned yet, your grandmother mm-hmm. died unexpectedly herself. She did. She died at 52 years old. She died in her sleep. In what year? Um, it was 1969. Right. So Juan would have only outlived her for, I can't do math, five years, six yeah, years, something like which that. Which is similar to her actual husband, who she did marry, who mm-hmm. he died. He dies in what, 76? He dies in, I believe, 76. Yeah. So that's pretty. So isn't that I think interesting? he died of a broken heart. No. Yeah. Oh, that's yep. so sad. You know, a lot of times when we think, oh, you, are you sure she wanted these diaries read? Mm-hmm. I think this is a perfectly good case is that we don't have any intimate details about this date. Right. We don't know if Juan tried to hold her hand or kiss her right. on the cheek or do anything. Right. So I think her diaries were pretty factual daily occurrences. And that's why it was yes. so easy for her to never think, oh, I need to get rid of my diaries. Because I'll tell you right now, Mark McKinney, I kept a diary (laughs) from the time I was 15 until I was like 19. Uh And when I found them in my 20s, I burned them. Better for the world. Yeah. (laughs) That's right. Nobody needs to know my business. So, but this woman, you know, she knew. I mean, she wanted this. Yes. I think she would be thrilled. And her daughter. Are you kidding me? Yeah. They all agree. I'm so glad. Yeah. So you so looked up machines. a little bit about answering machines. A- answering machines, it's interesting because you would think that they would be more of a 20th century thing. They were invented actually in uh, 1898. What did they have to answer? Well, they, well, it was, I guess, a gramophone or something. It was, ta- it was called a telegraphone, mm. and it looked like a pasta maker. So I guess you could, I don't know if it was quite a telephone answering machine, but it was a I guess a recording. Like a recording device. You can send a message. Yes. Like, by the way, when I saw you last Saturday. (laughs) Yes, crank, crank, crank. But what surprised me is there were a lot of iterations of this telegraphone through the years. And, okay, so then there are a few iterations and Thomas Edison invented what is called the telescribe in 1914. And then after that... How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. 
there was phonograph. This doesn't make any sense, phonograph. <laughs> hey, but you know what? I listened to a podcast um, oh, quite a while ago, and I don't remember what it was or who did it, so I, I am 100% not authentic, probably in what I'm about to say. Okay. But uh, Thomas Edison mm-hmm. stole a lot of people's inventions. Oh, really? He didn't necessarily right. invent all the stuff he's credited for. Mm. I know. Doesn't that, mm. Isn't that tragic? It's a little disappointing. Like, like when people say Shakespeare didn't write all of his stuff. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we will never know about Shakespeare, I no. guess. Um, but we will know about Edison because according to this podcast, there were a lot of people who tried to sue him because that ah. had been their original idea. Interesting. I know. So, so who, well, did he invent the answering machine? I do well, not know. <laughs> actually, he didn't. Wendy Muller oh, did. See, Willie Willie Muller mm-hmm. um, in 1935 is the official. You know, and it was a three foot tall. Um, it was the first automatic answering machine. Three foot tall, popular machine used by Orthodox Jews because they weren't allowed to answer the phone on Sabbath day. What? Yep. It was oh, a three-foot-tall answering machine for Orthodox Jews because they weren't allowed to answer the phone on time. Necessity is the mother of invention. Yes. That's pretty cool. That is cool. All right. See? Answering machines. Thank you, answering Early. Machine. Who knew? February 3rd, 1931. Went to school all day. Came to a new home afterwards. Spent the first night here in a new suite of bedroom furniture, green and tan. So, in the course of Dad being off looking for a job, mm-hmm. they've moved. Right. So, all at first when I read this, I'm like, oh, she got some new furniture. But then I'm thinking, oh, no, they had to find a cheaper place to live. Right. And they've probably found some small furnished apartment. Mm-hmm. So, it's new to her. Right. Bedroom furniture. Right. So, this mm, is a real sign that things are going downhill fast. Okay. Sure. For the whole family. Yeah, that's, uh, that's uh, must be a scary time for her. February 23rd, 1931. Read and studied tonight. Gee, but it's raining. No chance for a fire tonight like last night. Got a new dress. Hopefully March will be lively. March 2nd, 1931. Went to school all day. Came home and read afterwards. Studied and read tonight. It's so cold. I'm about to freeze. Sitting by the fire. This, yeah. just, this is just the beginning. I know. Mm-hmm. Things are getting bad. Mm-hmm. I hate that one night she can have a fire, but one night she can't. I love how she said, no chance for a fire tonight. Like, Why is that? They don't have any wood, oh. and I guess you either have to go buy it. Also, she mentions it's raining, so if they did mm-hmm. have wood, maybe the wood got wet. Oh, sure. And they couldn't even use right. it. Right, right, I mean, right. Mm. I just wish we had addresses. I wish we could go to Monticello and like she lived in that rooming house. She lived over there. Uh, Wouldn't that be something? Those it records frustrates don't me exist. to no end. And on some census records, occasionally you'll see like what street they're on. Mm-hmm. But even then, those street numbers could right. have changed from here mm-hmm. to now. Mm-hmm. So it's super frustrating. March 16th, 1931. Daddy left for Memphis tonight. March 30th, 1931. Started wearing my hair, parted on the side. (laughs) (laughs) Her attitude, she's just got a great attitude. She's just doing what she has to do. And I love it. And I'm like, hey, part your hair on the side. Why not? Go for it, (laughs) girl. I think that's fabulous. And Memphis was an important city, too. Why? Because um, it was a hub for jobs oh. uh, along with little little rock not so much memphis and st louis and that's where the railroad ties come that's where the center of the business of the railroad ties was in memphis I remember reading some statistic about the Great Depression where for every job there was like a, a thousand mm. applicants mm, mm, mm. I mean how do you 25% of the country was out 
of work. Yes, in 1931. It's, right. it's already happened. Right. And that poor man, I, he must be so worried. Well, anyway. March 31st, 1931. Nothing at all happened this month. Lots of kids have the mumps and the flu. I hope I don't get it. Take good care of yourself. You belong to me. Who? Huh. What does that mean? <laughs> well, uh, when I went back, because uh, I had written down this entry to, to read it, and then I went back to see, is there an indicator of who this who is? Right. And I don't know. Maybe it's Juan. Maybe she's still crushing on Juan. Mm-hmm. Maybe she's got a crush on somebody else. I don't know. But the line, take good care of yourself, you belong to me, comes from a song. And oh. I didn't realize at first, because like you said, this writing is tiny. She mm. drew little musical notes. <sighs> around it so here's the song So she's worried about everybody having the mumps and the flu. Right. And I bet she is so worried because the Spanish flu was in 1917. That's the year she was born. Okay. So imagine how terrified her parents had to be. People are dropping dead. Millions of people died all around the world. Uh, The president at the time will be Woodrow Wilson. Uh He says nothing. Really? About the pandemic. Nope. He won't even let his Surgeon General make health recommendations to the country wow. he allows him to make one and the message was like wear a mask if you feel like it oh dear i mean there was nothing and so weird when we were having our pandemic in 2020 i read this really really cool book about a boy and bees i don't remember the name of it but it was set during uh the spanish flu which uh-huh. was so weird because uh-huh. it had been written in like 2013 mm-hmm. but it was so interesting because so many people thought the government had made the spanish flu <laughs> they thought that it was to control the banks because oh, banks were closing really? and that you couldn't handle money because it had germs on it. And they thought, oh, sure, you can't. This is just the government trying to steal all of our money. Wow. So the family in the book I read, they go off and live on their farm to get as far away from people as possible because everyone's dying. Their families <sighs> are dying. It's really terrifying. And I thought, what a parallel to what was going on in 2020. Absolutely. And this author wrote the book seven years before the pandemic. Isn't that wild? I know. Some I think it's kind of neat. I know. But I got curious about by 1931, mm-hmm. are people still scared of the flu? So I looked it up. Now, when the Spanish flu was going on, it was mainly 1918, 1919. Mm-hmm. They were trying to actually come up with a vaccine for it, mm-hmm. but they were using what was called convalescent plasma. Mm-hmm. So basically, they were taking the plasma of people who had had the flu mm-hmm. and then injecting that into people who had it or were afraid they were going to get it thinking mm-hmm. their their blood would mm-hmm. heal them and mm-hmm. obviously that didn't really work, didn't work out all that well and the mumps are scary because there'll be no vaccine for the mumps until 1960 oh wow and the mumps is a respiratory illness they also used convalescent serum to try to cure the mumps uh-huh. before they had a vaccine for it so these are two pretty scary deaths right. for her because there's no if you get it 
you either live or you don't live, right? Right. So I decided to look up the leading causes of death in 1931 (laughs) based on the U.S. Department of Commerce and Census Department. Mm -hmm. Hmm. So there were 124 million people in the country in 1931, and Hmm. 1.3 million of them will die. Okay. The top three leading causes of death Hmm. in 1931 were heart disease. Mm -hmm. Over 200,000 people, or 19% of the country, died of heart disease. Hmm. The second leading cause of death was nephritis. Is, which is a kidney disease, oh. and about 104,000 people died of that. And then the third leading cause of death was cerebral embolism or a thrombosis, and 103,000 people <clears throat> died from that. And what's interesting is that the leading cause of death in this country last year mm-hmm. was heart disease. Yeah. Why can't we, we fix our hearts? Come, uh, <laughs> what in the world is going on in this world? I mean, we can put a man on the moon. Uh-huh. But our hearts are bad. But your least worry was the flu, one of them. Uh, mm. Only 31,000 people died of the flu in okay. 1931. Okay. And that's probably pretty similar to today. Mm-hmm. So that's not so bad. And your least worry uh, was typhoid fever. 27 people died of typhoid fever in 1931. Sounds so bad. I, well, it but sounds it, horrible, but, it, the, but it's not. they survived. Right. So good for them. But yeah, so isn't that interesting? Totally so interesting. I can imagine her mindset of like, oh my God, don't get the flu. Because oh, her parents yeah. probably still were like, oh my God, the flu. Because it was terrifying. It was a huge deal back then. And there was, and you know, Woodrow Wilson got the Spanish flu and lied about it. Really? Mm-hmm. You Just, don't want to get me started on mm, all this. Uh, well, uh, time for our next entry. <laughs> <laughs> April 22nd, 1931. All of us went to ladies, or rather, we started. Mary Claire took us out to the Aggie school. Pee Wee was on the fender and fell off. <laughs> Didn't hurt her, though. Went to ladies and jumped the rope. Oh, jumped so the rope. So what's the Aggie fender. school? Aggie school, Aggie stands for agriculture. Uh-huh. It was the local agriculture school, which then actually blew up into, not, yeah, then actually. <laughs> not literally. Not literally. Not like, boom. <laughs> no, 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 no. It, um, it evolved into Arkansas State University, maybe, I believe, one of the big ones. I believe it. Yeah. Yeah, I think we even mentioned that earlier, yeah. uh, yeah. Pee Wee. Maybe. Or Bobby or, I don't know, somebody. <laughs> We've covered that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so, pretty cool. So it was the so agriculture. The, so they called it the Aggie. The and Aggie. I guess they hung out because it had a cute campus. And, imagine, yeah, like And I Greece bet there are a lot of cute the boys 30s. there. Right. Yeah. Even though she's 13. Oh, no. By now she's 14. <laughs> she's 14, I Still. A little young. I found the characters from this entry, too. I found Lady and I oh. found Mary Claire. So cool. Lady was Lady. And, and okay. And let me just myself on the back here these are just first names i you know there are a lot of people named mary claire in 1931 so i am digging deep into the ancestry.com to figure out who these people were ancestry what would we do without it i don't know i don't know either it's 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 the world at your fingertips Mm -hmm. i mean everything it's amazing and thank god so many people are already on it connecting things and finding people who reads all these census records enters them into ancestry i know right some yeah. I mean, somebody I who really loves typing and right. research. But it's the actual census records. I know. I mean, it's amazing. And you can look, and you can, even when you find the one you're looking for, you mm-hmm. can scroll backwards and forwards and see who their neighbors were. Exactly. One of the cool things That's when so cool. we're researching Elizabeth later in her life is I look and see, oh, her family lives 
obviously just a couple of doors down because they're just yep. a couple of lines down on right. the census. Right, right. So it's pretty yep. cool. That is. Lady was Lady Bell Smith. Mm-hmm. She married Hicks Searcy in 1934 when she was only 17 years old, and they quickly had three children. Mm. The last one was born in 1941, but six months later, Hicks Searcy was killed in a car accident. Oh my, there's so much tragedy. I know, and she never married again. Mm. She lived to be 82 years old, wow. but that wasn't the only tragedy that she had. Okay. That young child, that last baby of hers, yeah. uh, also died when she was in her 40s. Mm. And she left a husband and three children, mm, just no. like her dad had done. You know, knowing all these stories, how they ended, it's quite emotional. <laughs> well, that's happening to me so much, because yeah. everyone that I meet in these diaries, I'm like, oh, let me see. And they, of course, they're all dead. Now we know This was what written happened. in 1931. We can see the future. And I get to know these people, and mm-hmm. I like them, mm-hmm. and I think, wouldn't it be lovely to go have a tea with oh, them? Oh, God, can you imagine? To have a little cookie and sit in their house with little doilies on the furniture <laughs> and talk about what their life was like? Well, yes, it would be. It makes me super sad to think I'll never know these people. But <laughs> it's better than not knowing, right? Right. Exactly. So I also found Mary Claire. Yeah, was she? Up? Mary Claire Cruz was born on huh. November twelfth, nineteen seventeen, in Monticello, Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Uh, she married James Albert Price in nineteen forty in mm-hmm. Alexandria, Louisiana. They had four children during their marriage. She died in nineteen ninety five at the age of seventy seven and was buried there in Louisiana. I found her wedding announcement, mm-hmm. and it was so cute because it was written while we were motoring up to Alexandria for the wedding. <laughs> Albert Price. And it was just so, oh, wow, well, mm-hmm. let's go motoring to this wedding. I thought it was just charming. <laughs> oh, Mary Claire. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. April 1931, a pretty exciting month. We've all got big plans. Mine is BBB, or Big Bean Billy. He's married, and he's got a kid. But what do I care? He's cute, and I like him. He doesn't know. Ooh. Ooh, Big Bean Billy. Big Bean Billy. Yeah. Looks like it's kind of like having a crush on a school teacher, right? I mean, I think she's just a little crushed because Bill... 
in the okay. 1931 census. Uh, there are a lot. There's a few? Uh, yeah, there's one or two. So I'm looking at Bills. I'm looking at Williams. I'm looking at mm-hmm. every combination. And I think I found our candidate. His name was Will, and they called him Willie. Yes. So, okay, okay, Willie. Um, Willie Lane was born in 1905. And in the 1930 okay. census, he's working in her town in a textile mill as a machinist. He uh-huh. has a wife and three kids. Oh, dear Elizabeth. And a crush coming at him from Elizabeth. I think the crush probably lasted a week or so. Well, you know, it could have lasted forever, but we have some information coming up about this factory where they all worked. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. June 4th, 1931. I started working at the canning factory today, snipped beans from 7 until 12 and from 1 until 6. Made buckets at 54 cents per bucket today. June 6th, 1931. Worked all day. Got 10 buckets. Mother helped me a while this afternoon. Got my paycheck. Made 90 cents. June 12th, 1931. Worked all day. Got eight and a half buckets. Some of the snippers started to strike. Some got fired. Sat around home tonight. June 23rd, 1931. Worked until 11 this morning. Got four and a half buckets. The canning factory closed. It's not going to can any more beans. Foretelling. Oh, yeah, for sure. Here comes the Great Depression. Yeah. But what's even sadder is here it is June. She's out of school, and it's not go enjoy your summer vacation. Right. It's go get to work. Right. I know. And, uh, you know, we got a comment on TikTok from somebody who worked in one of these bean factories or their mother, somebody. And they were, they loved having a job, just period. These young people, you know, 14 years old, they just thought it was great. And Mm -hmm. then suddenly everything shut down. So literally life was great. But yes, they had to work, these kids. Oh, it's true. What I found really interesting about her diary is in 1931, is went to school all day, studied, read a book, mm-hmm. brushed my hair, with just little, the few entries that we've read that really had some meat to them. Mm-hmm. And then I noticed at the very back of the diary, she would write a little summary for the end of the year. Right. And in 1931 summary, she writes about how everyone's making fun of her for the diary, <sighs> but she doesn't care. Right. And next year, she's going to write more. And she's going to get more detailed, and she's not going to care what anybody thinks about it, which I think is really cool. But but I found that to be true, because 1931 is you know very juvenile, very 13-year-old. Yeah. But once 1932 hits, uh-huh. this girl gets a writing style mm-hmm. that's going to stay with her throughout the diary. Wow. And there'll still be a lot of repetitive, went to school all day, or went to work all day kind of stuff, because she's factual about her day. She's right, really right. keeping a record. Uh-huh. And that also feels very Southern and very farm life to yes. me, because one thing I've learned as a historian is that Southerners, you know, we're not the novel writers of the North. Like, mm. North has these long winters, so you sit in your house for a long time back oh. in those days, <laughs> and you wrote things. But Southerners are farmers. Right. And your daily entry is, you know, fed the cows, this cow died, right. got some flour, you know, sold two pounds of foot. And she's very much taking on a style like mm-hmm. this. And it still tells a really beautiful story, mm-hmm. but she's to the point, which is so different from 1931. So I'm really looking forward to moving into 1932, but that's not going to happen yet. We have a few more to get to before then. And Mark. Yeah. 
That's a wrap on the first podcast. I love it. This is so much fun. This is so much fun once we figure out how mics work, where the buttons are, and <laughs> things on our machine, and we, we don't sweat because we don't have the air conditioning on. <laughs> no, it's fine. I love this. this it's is fine. Great. It is fun. And this is very fascinating. We have so many good things coming up. And Patreon? Yes, yes, yes. Oh my God, definitely find us on the Patreon. As soon as these episodes drop on Tuesdays, our Patreon at the $5 level mm-hmm. will have a gallery of images of all the pictures of all these people I have found. Too I have cool. pictures of Mary Claire. Uh, I have pictures of Lady. I have no, so many pictures really? to share. We'll also share, you know, some boring stuff, some maps and some pictures of the town back then. But to give you a Put a real visual into what we're talking about here. And every Sunday, uh, we go live on TikTok for about an hour or so. And we take questions. We like to do things that Elizabeth might have done in the 1930s, like Mm -hmm. make candy or do our laundry. (laughs) So it's chaos, but it's a lot of fun. And every Sunday, we will also post these to our Patreon at the $5 level. So go on over there, subscribe, support us, become a producer of our show. Mm -hmm. I know we definitely want to take a field trip to Arkansas and Missouri. Mm -hmm one day and find all these old places go visit the graves of these people that we've met and we've fallen in love with and we want to take y'all with us but we definitely uh, can't do that on the money we're making so we're hoping to raise a little patreon money also at the ten dollar level we are going to offer bonus episodes where we do answer questions so fill up the comments y'all we love a question and we're going to interview some of these people that are still around mark's mom elizabeth's daughter is alive and well and cute as a little button so we'll be interviewing her we're going to interview this cousin that mark has found because of TikTok, and we'll have lots of little fun bonus content for you there. So definitely on all the things, we are My Grandma's Diaries, the TikTok, the Instagram, the Patreon, we got it all. So find us wherever you like to enjoy social media, and hopefully one day soon, a YouTube, but Lord, we can only do so much at once. (laughs) Remember, this is a 10 and a half year story, so... So we're going to be here a while, so get comfortable. Uh, Put on your soft uh, socks, put some moisturizer on, lie back. We're not stopping. Enjoy My Grandma's Diaries, and... uh, We'll see you next week. We did it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, my God. Love it. Okay. Me too.